Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. We have a very exciting episode, a first for the Print on Demand cast podcast, uh, which we're very excited <laughs> about. Uh, as always, I'm Josiah, and I'm joined once again by Travis Ross. Travis, how's things going, man? Dude, I'm doing well. Uh, we're recording this on, on, on Sunday, and yesterday yes. my uh, Arsenal Gunners won the <laughs> FA Cup for a record 14th time. Okay, explain. Which probably means nothing to most of our listeners. Right. Yeah, I was just I was just going to say explain what the FA Cup is and maybe <laughs> he's talking about soccer, folks. Uh, Travis and I have a lot in common. Our diehard love for soccer isn't one of them. He loves soccer. <laughs> I love professional wrestling, two vastly different things. But anyway, Absolutely. Tell, tell people what the FA Cup is. Yeah, it's just a tournament. I mean, um, but in England, it's it's kind of like Super Bowl to us, you mm. know, U.S. guys. And okay. uh, Arsenal is a club I support, and um, they won it yesterday against Chelsea 2-1. It was a fun game to watch. Obviously, it's always fun when your team that you support sure, wins. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so I don't want to, you know, go so on, been, but been, you yeah. asked me how I was doing, no, man. I'm I still was, basking in the good, glow. It's been a good year for Travis. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's the right. Arsenal won the <laughs> FA Cup. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, so moving along this week, uh, as always, we have a point of interest for you guys listening. And so I'm going to let Travis talk about the point of interest after the sound comes in our bumper. Hey, Johnny, what you doing after school? Oh, what do you have there? Is that a, uh, is that a knife? <gasps> it's a point of interest. All right, Travis, tell the people what is interesting this month, week, or month, whatever. <laughs> tell them what is interesting. All right. Well, uh, in the world of print-on-demand, we, we um, highlight a little interesting bit. Uh, Printful, which is a huge print-on-demand company Massive. that a lot of people use to fulfill their uh, orders. Yeah, so um, they took little action against Printify, which is another – huge company that a lot of people use to fulfill their orders on their websites and yeah. uh, their different sales channels. Um, I guess what happened, uh, allegedly, is that Printify stole or copied some of Printful's code um, for that they used for their WooCommerce integrations. And uh, Print, Printify uh, apparently somehow got a, hand, got a hold of this code or copied it or whatever and used it on their site. And so Printify have agreed to pay Printful $100,000 in compensation. And uh, I guess Printful took that and that was fine and the case was settled and hmm. that's it. It's just interesting, you know, how two of these huge, huge companies, yeah. um, you know, are battling it out. I mean, it's just every other industry, I guess, you know, you get to a certain size and uh, litigation becomes the name of the game. It seems like, yeah, absolutely. And it seemed, and we were talking with, about this before we pressed record that for two companies that are doing the kind of volume that they're doing in the sides, it seems like a hundred thousand dollars is a little, a little small for that compensation. I, w- I would expect it would be oh. at least quarter of a million or half a million or something. 
but it seems yeah. like it was a very something friendly with, litigation process, apparently. Yeah, some, something something with the word million in it, you would yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, if it's something that's but, that mean, important who, to them as far as this right. WooCommerce. And, and I don't know, I don't know if you know, what does the WooCommerce integration do for Printful sure. that, that sure. Printify so, stole? Yeah, so WooCommerce is a is a WordPress plugin or or program. I guess it's a plugin that people can use on their WordPress sites to do commerce, to okay. do e-commerce. Yeah, yeah. And so so it processes the orders, it processes the payments and all of that stuff for for somebody that has a WordPress site. And so apparently Print or Printful had an integration so they could take orders from a site that had WooCommerce on it. Printify saw oh. that, took advantage of it, grabbed that same code so their users could also integrate with WooCommerce, and Printful noticed. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. That, that, that begs a lot of questions that we won't get into for, for sake of time, but you feel like mm-hmm. if WooCommerce owns the integration code, unless they have an exclusivity with Printful – cannot no yeah, no one else can access the API to that or how does that I mean how does no, that work? I think I think actually I think WooCommerce has an open API and Printful or or maybe not, I don't know, but Printful wrote something that they owned. At least that's oh, okay. I mean so, that's okay, why yeah, Print yeah. Printify agreed to the hundred grand right. uh, in compensation because basically, I mean, they basically stole something that Printful created. owned right. and created. Yeah, exactly. So who knows how you? I mean, I'm not a coder. I don't know how you like <laughs> trademark or or copyright. You know your code, but right. obviously, I'm sure there's some type of first use type thing or whatever. But but yeah, so that's uh that's week that's this week's point of interest, Josiah. Awesome. Now we're going to transition to the main event of this podcast, a first, a first for us here at the POD cast. And that is we have our first interview. Pretty excited. That's super exciting. Tell them before we bring them in, tell them who it is, how you know them, and then we'll introduce Mike to the to our listeners. Sure. So I met Mike, um, I don't know, a couple years ago. Uh, through, it was kind of a friend of a friend. I heard about this guy doing, you know, lots and lots of, uh, uh, print on demand projects and just had a lot of kind of irons in the fire. And I really just wanted to meet him so I could learn, learn from him really, and kind of pick his brain a little bit. And so I reached out to him on Facebook. Uh, we ended up hitting a conference in, uh, California, uh, on the print on demand industry, the uh, Long Beach. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the conference. Uh, we'll ask Mike. Well, he'll remember. But um, and uh, we we hung out. And we've been friends ever since, and kind of just passed on different knowledge to each other, asked each other for ideas and things like that. And uh, we're really excited to bring him bring him on the podcast today. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm super excited to pick his brain and get to know more about what he's doing. I've heard of him through you, of course, but I'm super excited mm-hmm. to. To chat with him on this week's episode. So, without further ado, let's introduce Mike Perillo. Hey, Mike, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Travis has told me a lot about you. All good things, regardless of what you might think initially. He he does talk. That's about good. You. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Now, tell us, Mike, a little bit about how did you get started in the print-on-demand industry? What was your first kind of foray into it and your introduction to the whole thing? Um, well, I got to go back to when I was in fifth grade. I, uh, I started building computers when I was in fifth grade, and I was try- way back then, that was like 90, 92. I was trying to figure out how to print on T-shirts and co- uh, make wow. stickers for my friends, and needless to say, I, I failed pretty bad. Um, fast forward about... 20 something years maybe i was i was 24 and uh like a lot of 24 year olds i had a ton of debt and i was working a tech job and um long story short i bought a a broken plotter which is a large format printer like Mm -hmm. one of those things that's like as large as your car sure and figured out how to fix it had no idea what i was doing i didn't (laughs) know how to use photoshop um i was handy i was working in it tech at the time for uh kind of one of the the biggest uh tech companies out there so I got this thing working and then figured out how I could print um, basically large format posters with it and start selling on eBay. And I kind of went from there. What happened after that is my friends would know I was doing that and they would be like, hey, man, can you make, you know, could you make a coffee mug? And I'm like, I would be like, give me a couple of weeks and I go out and I buy broken equipment and I'd fix it and then basically rinse <laughs> and repeat until all the way to today where we've got, you know, I'm doing like seven different types of on-demand printing um, in-house. So, yeah, we've uh, come a long way from those days in fifth grade when I totally failed at trying to figure out how to make T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like so, it. That, that's incredible. So obviously this is your full-time gig. Um, when did you like actually go full time and, you know, kind of quit the, the tech thing and, and move into print on demand full time. Yeah. So, um, around 2006 is when I started kind of doing that large format printing thing. And, um, you know, I'd have family and friends come over and to my, at that point it was at my house and they'd help me fulfill orders while I was at work. Um, and I, I kind of bounced around jobs a little bit. That was kind of during the housing bust, uh, like 2008, 2009. So I got laid off a few times. I was out of work for like nine months. And then one of my former employers called me back for like two years. And in 2011, they laid me off. And I got, you know, at that point, I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about this for a while. I think I can really mm. do something with this business. And I'm tired of being laid off. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I had the business to kind of fall back on on those times that I was out of work. Right. Um, But I knew that if I had, you know, 40 or 50 hours of my life back a week that I could kind of grow this thing up and, you know, see where it took me. Yeah. So so you uh, you were selling on eBay um, originally. Um, I, I know that you're selling on Amazon as well. I'm curious to know, like, what different kinds of business models? I know you sell on channels, but what other things have you kind of explored and 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 tried? Maybe tried and failed, and tried and won. You know, like give us some give us some examples of some of that stuff. Yeah, like um, like you said, I started out on eBay in around 2009. I got into Amazon um, at least for coffee mugs. Uh, we weren't able to do apparel at that time because they were um, they had it locked down until about 2011 when they opened it back up. But, I mean, we've bounced around, done all kinds of things. We've outsourced orders to other people to do, you know, drop shipping. Um, we've drop shipped for other people. Um, we've uh, done, you know, we had a storefront for a while where we, you know, in the local area. I'm in Northern California. Um, and so we had like a, phys- you know, a physical location. Yes, yeah, so we had a physical location. Okay. It kind of it was on purpose. Uh, we moved into a space that had like a little retail storefront thing. And, um, so we started offering business to local customers and 
most of it is like word of mouth. We did a little bit of advertising here and there. I did some Google ads. Um, so we've done the service printing thing, whether it be, you know, um, on demand printing, a lot of the jobs that came through the front door were always like one shirt or two shirts. Um, we did dabble in screen printing for a little bit. Uh, we decided that we didn't really like doing that cause it was too messy. So we started outsourcing that. Um, the model that we're, so what I'm doing right now is, yeah, I'm currently fulfilling for some of our clients on different channels. Um, we're doing our own printing. So we have our own designs out there on, um, you know, our websites on, um, Amazon, eBay. Uh, we've created a couple of brands, um, a couple of local brands for, you know, like, uh, some people in the area that kind of like make sense in their niche, uh, national brands, which is more like just funny t-shirts and things like that, but they all kind of fit into a, a space. And, uh, then, uh, we kind of came up with this crazy idea and it's one that I've been kind of talking to you about, um, in the last like six months, uh, called three PL custom. Um, it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, as far as I know, nobody's doing it. So if anybody's out there, please don't steal my idea. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so how it works is, um, you know, Travis, you and I know a lot of Amazon sellers and they have a lot of products, but a lot of people aren't really familiar with print on demand and they're even less familiar with personalization and customization. So what, um, what this new division that we put together does is it, um, we onboard Amazon sellers or anybody, really. It doesn't have to be an Amazon seller. It could be anybody that can have the ability to offer personalization on whatever platform they're selling with. So that can be Etsy. That can be um, Shopify. That could be Amazon. Um, it could be other ones, but it's a little more uh, manual. And how the program works is um, there's like an introduction um, like an introduction piece where you know we have uh, the seller send us a couple samples of the product that they want to offer personalization on. And we kind of just, you know, basically do some tests on the thing, see what it's made out of, figure out the best way to print on demand on it. And then we go back to them with an offer and basically say, you know, this is um, this is what we can offer you. This is the best way based on our experience that we think your customers might, might want to see this product. And, mm -hmm. you know, that can be like, you know, if it's like, you know, linens, it would be embroidery. If it's like a, a plastic toy, we might be using UV printing on it. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously making sure everything's safe uh, as well. And then how it works is we basically, okay, you know, we, we kind of, we took a look at, um, your, your niche and, you know, we think you should send in this, uh, you know, this minimum amount of, uh, units. And what we do is we'll store them for you. We'll help you get all set up. So we'll make sure that everything's streamlined. So when an order comes into your sales channel, it automatically comes into our system. Uh, we pull your item off the shelf. We personalize it with, like I said, whatever method that we've agreed upon, you know, embroidery, UV printing, laser engraving, whatever the product calls for. And then we uh, ship it direct to your customer. So that's well, kind of the cool. latest. Yeah, that's, that's the latest thing we've been working on. And that's probably my latest foray into on-demand. Um, yeah. Kind of just trying to expand the space and try to be innovative, you know. So like if I have a, uh, for example, a wedding uh, store online or something and, and I want to do like gifts for groomsmen or something. And I so I, I source flasks or something like that. I send yep. my flasks to you. Yep. And then when the sales come in, I say, what do you want it to say? You know, mm -hmm. maybe give them some options or whatever. And, and, and you engra laser engrave that on the flasks and send them out for me. Yeah, exactly. Is that usually basically we'll, the idea? Yeah, usually we'll help you set up um, even down to like the fonts or if you want to be able to offer a photograph on it, if that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, down to the colors, you know, like, hey, you know, this is a dark product. So you're probably going to mm -hmm. want to go with a little bit of lighter colors. I mean, we we white glove it all the way through. And that first introduction period, there isn't any cost to that. We do that all for free because 
we want to help you guys sell more sure. and because it benefits us too and it benefits you it's kind of a you know a, a mutually uh, a mutual agreement that you know we're all here to make money and we all we want to help you so through our years and years of expertise in on-demand printing we can offer that kind of service and you know we feel pretty good about it we're like really excited about it that's cool that's cool well we'll get we'll definitely uh uh, talk about that again at the end. You can give us the website, or you know, if, yeah. if they want, if our listeners want more information, we'd love for them to to contact you. Sure thing. Cool. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. go ahead, Travis. Go ahead, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, Josiah. I was just, I was just gonna uh, commend you. I mean, that that's super innovative. I love that that idea. Is it super unique? I've certainly have not ever heard of anything like that. And again, if you're listening, don't steal it. Because Mike will find you, and he will yeah he will he'll take you out. So, um, speaking of being innovative and having to kind of pivot and think on your feet, uh, we've all been affected by this pandemic that we're in, COVID nineteen, since I don't know February, March, or whatever. A lot of businesses are having to think on their feet, find different ways to bring income and revenue during shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. So, for your business, for your business models. Has there been an effect from COVID-19? And if so, what has that been? And what have you done to try and kind of navigate through this unprecedented time that we find ourselves in? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a challenging time. Um, you know, it first started with some supply chain issues in early February. where We weren't able to get some of the stuff that we are raw materials that we stocked sure. um, or, uh, you know, blanks that we sourced and offered on our products or even on our personalization websites. Um, and I'm also in California. I'm in a, a county in California called Contra Costa County. And we were, uh, I believe we were one of the first counties to go on shelter in place. Mm. So, uh, at that time there was a lot of uncertainty and there was a lot of confusion, you know, businesses didn't know whether they could operate. There was like, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's rules from the state, but then there's rules from the county and the <laughs> county supersedes the state unless the county's less, uh, strict than the state. It was it was kind of a mess. Um, we uh, we were able to continue operating under the sense that we we did um, things for essential services. So we did uniforms for like electricians, oh, and like okay. nurses, and things like that. So we were able to stay running, um, but we took precautions too. You know, we had to do all the normal stuff in house, like send. You know, we sent anybody that didn't physically have to be there and make a product. We sent them home, and they're honestly probably not coming back uh, to work because it's been working so well with them out of the office. Um, so the sales part of it has been really interesting. Um, from about the middle of March to the beginning of April was super dismal. I mean, we even shut down all of our offerings for a few days and then tried to, you know, work with our, uh, 3PL customers. And, um, what ended up happening is around the beginning of April, uh, the stimulus check started to hit and unemployment's, uh, federal funding went through the roof. So, uh, our our sales went up a lot. Um, Amazon also shut down merch, as some of you listening may know and mm-hmm. have dealt with. That was kind of a mess. But, you know, people like me that had um, clients with designs sitting out there on Amazon, regular Amazon seller accounts, you know, their business quadrupled overnight. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was really an unprecedented time. And it lasted for about two months, um, almost all the way to Father's Day, and then it fell off a cliff. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we're kind of back down. Um, you know, we're looking at what's happening. 
we're trying to figure out what the best way as a business is to proceed. And that is, that includes, you know, responsibility for our employees, you know, trying to meet our customers needs. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of things Travis, you and I have kind of talked about this, you know, like we've had USPS delivery problems. We've had, we've had problems with almost every single carrier, either getting stuff to us or sending out and everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, you know, it, it created a large amount of administrative work for every single company on the planet because now they had to follow all these new rules. They had to keep distance. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I even heard Amazon fulfillment centers were struggling um, because they had to keep people six feet apart. And so you couldn't have multiple people working in an assembly line anymore. And I mean, that just kind of translates to every single business that was out there. You know, unfortunately, you know, some restaurants are, you know, got it worse than others, but even in manufacturing sector, it's, uh, it's been a mess and I, uh, you know, we, we've definitely felt it. Um, we're a little uncertain for the future. Um, we are exploring a couple options. I don't mean we're uncertain, like we're going to go out of business, but I just mean like we're, we're trying to adapt to the current space. And one thing that, you know, the first thing I looked at is like, okay, I have no idea what to expect for Q3, Q4, even Q1, 2021. There are no forecast models for anything like this. I see a lot of uncertainty in people, and a lot of the products that we sell kind of tailor um, to the novelty industry and also personalization, too. You know, you've got weddings that aren't happening. You've got bachelor parties that aren't happening. You know, in certain states like mine, guys can't go down to the bar with a funny T-shirt on and just, you know, be there. Yeah. So these these industries are kind of affected. Um, and, you know, we're we're taking this time to kind of reevaluate how we operate, how we're doing things. Are we being efficient? Are we using our resources the best we can? Do we have too much space? You know, um, one of the big things right now, we're we're in a pretty large facility um, in the Bay Area of California. It's pretty expensive here, but we're kind of banking on the fact that property is going to drop um, residential and commercial. So we're actually looking to move into something a little bit smaller right now um, to kind of just ride the you know ride the ride the storm out and see where Mm -hmm. things end up um and it's also causing us to take a look at some of our product lines and see you know are these really worth um continuing are we making the margin are we making the margins we need to make sure um is it worth it how are sales um for example i you, you mentioned flask earlier i can i can tell you a quick funny thing about that as soon as uh, as soon as shelter in place orders started coming into place, our flask sales fell off a cliff because nobody had to hide drinking anymore. So <laughs> that went down. But things like coffee mugs and like pint glasses, which you kind of sit around your house normally or drink or you know whatever, those sales went up. So it was kind of interesting to even look at it at a granular level, like you know, and and you know what is really happening out there? What are people doing? A lot of this business, you know, is on-demand printing and, you know, depending on what design you have or what you're selling it on, really you got to look at what's going on in the world because you, you can look at your sales and you can you can basically um, kind of come up with a story, you know, like what's happening. Okay, everybody's at home. Nobody has to hide drinking anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, other things kind of go crazy. Like our large format printing business kind of blew up when everybody was stuck at home because they were decorating their walls. Right. And we're like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. You know, like, you know, everybody's working from home and they're, you know, they're sitting in a room like I am with hardly anything on the walls. Man, I'd really like to have, you know, some sort of print or family photos or something there. And, you know, those sales kind of went up the, 
uh, went up. So it's it, it's 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 the Twilight Zone. It's it's really strange. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like we stepped off into an alternate alternate dimension. But what it really comes down to is being able to adapt and yeah. um, pivot quick as possible. You know, like just on a whim. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like that's something that we've always focused on is being able to pivot as quick as possible. And, you know, we've done that through, you know, personnel and software that we've written in house that does simple things. Um, just being, just being spatially aware is really yeah. what Coke has kind of brought to the table. Um, mm-hmm. and it's good, you know, you should always do that anyway, but it's almost like a, you know, like a heightened sense of kind of just being awareness or being spatially aware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. COVID kind of forced the issue in a lot of ways and probably forced a lot of us into better business practices, honestly, <laughs> you know, thinking yeah. in better ways about our businesses. Um, it, it really did. It forced the issue. So you, you, you kind of mentioned the future of your business, um, you know, and kind of the things that you're, you're thinking about doing and transitioning to what do you, what do you see as the future for the print on demand industry? I mean, it it's, it's almost impossible. I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball or anything and, and things are so strange right now. Uh, maybe how about this? How about What if I ask you a year ago, what did you see the future of the print on demand industry compared to how you see it now? That's going to be an interesting comparison. So about a year ago, we started the 3PL project, 3PL custom project, because we saw that there was a huge gap for personalization out there. You know, a lot of people were selling designs in bulk, but you couldn't, most customers couldn't go in and type in, you know, a family name or something, or even just have um, something I call semi-customizable designs, which is like the elements of the design are mostly static, except there's parts that you can change. Um, So we, a year ago, um, started working on 3PL Custom because we saw like a huge, you know, there's a huge gap. There's a huge opportunity there. And um, now... You know, like I was saying, it, it, it's really uncertain. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think personalization is still going to be there. I think, you know, we're what are we like four months into this thing? Like March to you know middle end of July, yeah, four and a half months into everything, and kind of just changing overnight. I think, uh, unfortunately, it seems like it's going to be a little longer before we feel things stabilize. But what's happening in there is you're you're having little. Uh, there's little micro industries kind of popping up like the whole mass thing like that Mm -hmm. was, um, you know, that, that product didn't really exist prior to like March 16th. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, it was hugely inflated. Um, so for the print on demand business, you know, I think what, um, what the future holds is it's really going to depend on how much people can pivot and how innovative people can be to take a look at things in your everyday life and say, you know, could this be something that could be personalized? Is this something that I, is there an opportunity with certain products there? Do I need to make shirts that, you know, like give people a chuckle, even if it has to do with COVID, you know, or, you know, like is, you know, does, did the print on demand industry go from, you know, being, um, you know, slightly witty to, for people at the bars, you know, wearing funny t-shirts to, cheering somebody up that's dealing with financial hardships or, um, you know, they, maybe they lost their job or, you know, maybe it's, I I think it'll become, um, pretty important for people to just have designs and things on the fly, ready to go to really, you know, just cheer people up and, and bring a little bit of laughter 
um, to their lives because right now things are very serious everywhere. You know, we're, we're all dealing with it. Everybody's struggling. Some people are struggling more than others. You know, hopefully everybody that's listening is in good health, but maybe, you know, some of you are not, and maybe something like, um, you know, maybe something like a funny coffee mug about an old story will, you know, bring that person at least a little bit of joy or bring back some good memories. Um, we've definitely, you know, on a lot of the stuff that we sell, personalization um, and other things, we've, you know, for our brands, um, we've we've got email follow-ups that, you know, send out a message that, you know, it's kind of a witty thing. It says, like, you know, thank you for buying the product. You know, we rejoiced and we had a party when you ordered it. <laughs> um, but what we really want to know is why you bought this. Like, what, you know, what's the story? And it, that, this is literally what the email says. Like, what's the story? Come on, we know there's a story behind what you bought. And we're getting all kinds of interesting answers. I mean, some... Some honestly are pretty sad and, you know, we just want to reach to the computer and give the person on the other side a hug. Some are hilarious. You know, that's just like somebody reminiscing about, you know, an adventure they had when they were 20 or maybe two years ago or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. I think really I, I think the future of POD is just going to be, you know, you got to be quick on your feet. Um, you know, I don't I, I think one thing that. um I don't think a lot of people are thinking about it. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen with technology. Like, I don't know if we're going to get mm. new innovative uh, pieces of equipment out. Um, you know, it's kind of like the movie industry. Like, I feel like, uh, well, we know that like, they're not, you know, they're not recording or they're not, you know, filming a lot of stuff, but yeah. I'm kind of been wondering if the, you know, the technology sector is going to suffer too. Like, are we going to have a huge gap in, innovative products because people can't go into the office and do, you know, or maybe, you know, they yeah. product, you know, like R and D is way slowed down because everybody's at home and nobody can, you know, tinker. I don't, I don't know. You know, it might be, it, you know, the next wave of POD could be somebody like me that is just screwing around with, you know, my direct to garment printer and figure out something super innovative I can do with it. that isn't printing on t-shirts. Right. Um, yeah. or, you know, so it, it I, I think a lot of it may, you know, the next wave could be little shops and things like that that are just backed up against a wall trying to make money. And then they just come up with some fantastic ideas to kind of put out there. And, you know, that's the next wave of amazing things. Hmm. So. Yeah. What What is this well, saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. Is that something? I might be paraphrasing that. But, yeah, it seems <laughs> like it might be, you know, when, when there's a necessity to pivot and to learn and to be innovative you yeah. have to you know so yeah that could be a lot a lot of what we're what's on tap for sure yeah or yeah. accidents too you know you screw around <laughs> and you all of a sudden you're like whoa this is really cool i can i can mix these three different types of printing technology and come up with super something super yeah. amazing you know yeah. and you, you're like nobody had done it before and you're like checking around you, you know you're checking on all the forums and the facebook groups and you're like man nobody's doing this this is cool you know yeah. so <laughs> yeah, our our stuff has always happened. Um, I, I hate to say this, but it's funny. It's like kind of the most innovative things we've ever done have either happened out of necessity, like we were backed against a wall and we're like, mm -hmm. OK, we got to get to the next phase of business. Like we're going to have to make some serious changes. And other times it's just been like, hey, you know, I, I took this thing and I, I put it in this printer <laughs> and the ink stuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> so, Mike, a lot of the people. Well, I'll, I'll preface it with this. So, Travis and I, the reason we started, wanted to start this podcast, is because when we were starting out on the print-on-demand journey, there wasn't a lot of 
material or content like this to kind of help supplement what we were learning practically while we were learning how to print and reading forums and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, a, a large portion of the, of the listeners might be people who are just getting into it. Someone that some people that are thinking about diving into print on demand. If you could give one tip or a pro tip or a trick to someone that's looking to grow their POD business or someone looking at getting into POD, what would that be? Um, I, I could probably say a couple of things. Um, yeah, one, let's just, and please do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the, the first thing I would say is try to do something that no one else is doing. Try to be as innovative as possible. Yeah. Um, now, that being said... I did not say go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar direct to garment printer and you know without knowing anything. Sure. Um, I think I think at this time it's a good time to take a look at um, and it, actually probably coming up pretty soon it'll be a good time to look at used equipment out there. Um, even if you you know, well I'm, I'm speaking from the point of view if you're actually um, printing yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That innovative thing goes all the way around. If you're making designs and you're using companies um, like, uh, you know, Printful to fulfill, just make sure that your stuff is, um, you know, make sure you're doing stuff that nobody else is because you might hit something that works really well, something that goes viral. Uh, Pay attention to what's going on in the world. If you're looking to get into actually doing printing uh, in a couple of months, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of equipment out there used for sale. Mm-hmm. You know, some some other businesses that weren't able to adapt or be innovative are probably going to fold up, and that's going to create a large opportunity for you to get equipment at a low cost. And when you get that piece of equipment, you know, now is a good time to get in this space because, like you guys were saying, I mean, man, when I started way back when there was nothing. Um, even when I started to go to trade show printing trade shows in like 2009, it was like a lot of mom and pops. Um, those were the loneliest trade shows I'd ever been to. And what I mean by that is all the mom and pops were scared to talk to other people except, you know, a vendor about a a piece of equipment, but nobody went out to dinner with it. Everybody was like so afraid that somebody else was going to steal their idea. Hmm. And now, you know, with the, you know, internet and Facebook groups and all this stuff and podcasts, it's like there's so much information out there that we're all helping each other grow. So now's a fantastic time to get in this industry because there are a lot of resources that you can look at. And if you don't even want to do printing, you don't have to. If you don't want to do designing, you don't have to. There are a lot of ways out there where you can, you know, you can pay a designer on um, Upwork to put together something for you. You can put that into Printful and you can, you know, start a Shopify site and sell. And you can get at, you know, you could kind of just guide the process like overall and have the experts, you know, that you kind of pay to do these things, do them for you. So there's a level of, you know, you can jump into this and be like almost entirely hands off or you can jump into it and be in totally entirely hands on. So, um, yeah, but be innovative and keep an eye on what's going on in the world because a lot of it's going to give you a little, you know, a little insight into something that might go crazier or, or, you know, be the next big thing. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and guys, listeners, I just want to say, uh, Mike knows his stuff. He's been doing it for almost, you know, full time for almost 10 years. Um, I personally know he, between his, his own, uh, Amazon and the accounts that he's, you know, in charge of, he's got millions and millions of listings, <laughs> millions guys, millions. Yeah. We're so, responsible okay, t- for tell us, that. Tell us a little, yeah. Go tell ahead. us a little bit about that. Um, well, I come from an IT background, so when I got into this industry, um, you know, I had to figure out how to sell stuff, and eBay was easy. 
Um, Amazon was easy, but like everybody else, I kind of made mistakes up front. I didn't look at what, maybe what was out there. Right. I, I didn't really, I, I might've been in a little bit of a vacuum and at some point, like a ton of bricks and I, idea hit me, which is like, I wonder if I could, you know, take some of my tech abilities and, uh, write software to, to do something that nobody else is doing out there. You know, like, um, when we started working with other brands and things like that, and they wanted to put a lot of SKUs on Amazon, you know, at first we, the idea of like creating mockups, um, you know, one by one in Photoshop or even using the automation tool was crazy, uh, crazy idea. And then there was nothing really to put together like flat files or automate even the one by one listing process, um, except maybe like turbo lister, but that thing was pretty bad, um, back in the day. So long story short, um, you know, I had um, I had some contacts with a developer that was local to me. I'd actually worked with them at a company a couple years before, and I started giving them a little bit of work here on the side, you know, and kind of just explained, you know, what I needed. And he would put together the tools for me uh, to, you know, be able to launch millions and millions of SKUs on Amazon um, using almost entirely automated technology, except to the point where we had to upload the flat file. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely been an interesting journey to take tech, mix it with POD and then mix it with e-commerce. It's, it's kind of an interesting little thing that we've kind of come around to. Yeah. I think, I mean, the reason I wanted you to share that is because I think that's an, an example of what you were talking about being innovative, doing something that nobody else is doing. You know, you, you basically created software that helped you automate a portion of, the business that allowed you to do exponentially more business. And uh, so I just think that's a great, uh, you know, example of um, that tip that you just gave our listeners, you know? Yeah. Cool. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. It, it It's a scary journey when you're on the road by yourself in the middle of nowhere at night. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like, you know, you're <laughs> looking around like, is, is there anybody out there that could help me? You know, I'd go to trade shows and I'd talk about this stuff and everybody would just look at me like, you did what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait, you guys aren't doing stuff like this? And they'd be like, no. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, your, to your point, Mike, I mean, you know, we talked about it on a couple episodes ago when Josiah and I went to Portland to an NBM show and we were just talking to people printers, you know, just your regular printers that happen to be there uh, about e-commerce. And they were like, e-commerce? What? what? <laughs> Why would we sell e-commerce? We, you know, and, and they were all local sellers and, yep. you know, and, and so it's, it's kind of that, um, you know, you take your expertise in our, in our case, um, it was e-commerce and, and, uh, and you, you take an industry and you, you know, you kind of meld the two. And what you did was you took, you know, print on demand and you meld it with your industry of, of yeah. tech, you know, and automation, and you were able to create something that was, that was unique and special. That, I think that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. And just, just an example for listeners, I was sitting here thinking about that. You know, if you took personal, like, let's say you were, let's say you were an, uh, either a, a drop shipper or even you have equipment to do personalization. I mean, there's a lot of industries out there. Like one of them is the pet industry. Like we had an idea a couple of years ago to go exhibit at um, a pet trade show for personalized dog T-shirts. And we never got it off the ground. So if anybody wants to do it, feel free. But that's just another <laughs> example of how you can take, you know, you can take your expertise in one world. Maybe you're in the, you know, you know maybe you're in the pet industry and you would never yeah. thought about using Printful to make something that could work in that industry. And you could kind of meld the two together. 
Um, totally. you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do with print on demand and personalization and just drop into almost every single industry, especially if it's an industry that you're already familiar with. And, and I mean, totally. that's that, a lot of things. That's, that's how people end up making that transition. Like maybe they're working in an office for somebody, you know, for a company that does something in the, the pet industry and, they start this little thing on the side and all of a sudden they're like, you know what, I, I you know, I, I think I'm ready to make the jump. You know, I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to go work on my business, you know, which is personalization in the pet industry. And, you know, it, it, it everything after that is history, you know, and it's it's fulfilling yeah. and it's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Well, hey, Mike, uh, tell us, like, so if some of our listeners are interested in getting to. Uh, in touch with you and learn a little more about 3PL and uh, give us some contact information and and uh, a little kind of summary of of, of what type of person may want to uh, explore that with you. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, our new division is called 3PL Custom. That's the number three, P is in Paul, L-C-U-S-T-O-M.com. So 3PLCustom.com. Uh, you can reach me at Mike at 3PLCustom.com. And if anybody's interested in the service, you know, it's uh, if there's any e-commerce sellers out there, you know, maybe you have uh, a product that, uh, you know, 3PL is good for a couple of things. It's good for, um, you know, it's good for people that might have a product that's kind of dying off that they want to rejuvenate, maybe offering personalization on it. I mean, if you're in the supplement industry, you're probably not going to do much with it. But, you know, if you're <laughs> in if you're in toys or, you know, home goods, um, things like dish towels and all that stuff that, you know, we're. Where where uh, we are we are where you would want to be, and so people like that would actually definitely benefit from using our service. Cool. Well, Mike, um, <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> let Josiah, you know, say thanks, but uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's like looking out the window or something. <laughs> I think he muted himself. Yeah, yeah I think. He- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're muted there. I accidentally muted myself. Well, there you go. Oops. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> no problem. Had a no, great time talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously, thank you so much. You are our first guest on the oh, really? cast. Yep. Yeah. You're, oh, wow. You popped the guest so, cherry. Yeah. We'll get I you, feel so special. <laughs> we'll get you a custom coffee mug to commemorate the occasion. <laughs> awesome. Do I have to print it myself? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's yes, in a actually. fine print. Yeah, we're going to go over that off the air, but I guess, I guess you know, we'll tell you now. Yeah, yeah. So right. but yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us, man. It's been awesome, and I'm sure that uh, there's plenty for listeners to kind of grasp onto and follow up with you later if they want and find out more. And thank yeah. you so much for taking the time, man. Yeah, and if anybody's got any questions outside of 3PL Custom, if you just want to ask me anything about print-on-demand or my experience or, you know, melding tech with e-commerce and print-on-demand, you know, feel free to send me an email. Um, definitely love talking to people about print-on-demand and really anything business-wise. I'm, yeah. I'm a business guy at heart. I love talking about business. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And then we're going to end it. We're going to record our outro separate, Travis. Oh, no, you can just do it now. Oh, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll just chop that right out. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once again, we want to thank Mike Perella for being on the podcast uh, this week for our first interview. Lots of awesome information there. Uh, for those yeah, listening, that dude, that, dude, that dude knows his stuff, right, Josiah? He does. He's he's probably, I mean, one of the more well-versed people that I've had the chance to interact with, with the you, amount of stuff he's doing else? in printing. Yeah. You know, forms of printing and different stuff like that. So it's in the three PL thing's fantastic. 
He's doing so many things. And the other thing I was just going to say is like he is by far the most handsome guy we've ever interviewed on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, not only is he the first, he's the most handsome. And now he'll, awesome. he'll hold that Stop title. Stop it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hold that title for at least one episode probably. So. <laughs> Sure, there's much more handsome POD uh, people out there than me, <laughs> or beautiful too. Yeah. You, know, you know, yeah, that's so. hilarious. <laughs> oh man! And so, all right, bring, bring us home, Josiah. Yes. So, if you're listening and you want more information about the podcast, you can go to printondemandcast.com. If you want to follow up with Travis or myself, have a question for us, have a question you'd like to relate to Mike, or have a topic that you'd like for us to cover, you can email us at info at printondemandcast.com. As always, please remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us so much if you found this information helpful please do that for us we're very thankful so from here we're going to go to the outro music that transforms humans hearts and minds i say that every week because <laughs> travis puts it in the notes and until it's not there anymore i will say it every week all right guys we'll see you next week all right see you later thanks thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast we hope you enjoyed the show if you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.